the Soul Warrior. This is your host, Morgan Pate. Today, I'm here with Dylan. Introduce uh, yourself, Dylan. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so who are you? I am Dylan Allen. And tell me about yourself. What do you like to do? Uh, I'm a street performer, so I like to, uh, I like to drum. You like to drum? What kind of drum? Uh, I play a djembe and I play a box drum. Okay, how did you get into this? Uh, well, I always like drumming on things, so, uh, I don't know, it's just like a natural thing. Yeah. yeah. What, um, <laughs> I guess how long ago did you start? Uh, I started when I, uh, when I was 16, when I was in high school. And how old are you now? I'm 33. Wow, that's a, that's a long time to stay committed to something like that. Yeah. And you've you played this drum that you have, so you run a drum. You've played this same uh, style the whole time? Not really. I mean, I've, I have a different drum that I carry around that's a lot bigger um, that I've had for a long time. But uh, this drum's just a portable drum, right? Like a just a little drum for fun. Yeah, but you, uh, do you carry around, um, carry it around with you every day? For the most part, yeah. Okay, and if someone wanted to see you perform, where do you normally hang out? Uh, on the south side of Old Town Square by Lucky Joe's. By Lucky Joe's? Yeah. you have, uh, songs that you like to play, or just kind of like, with the rhythm? I just kind of jam. Jam? Would you mind giving us a, a little drum solo? <laughs> I'm super excited to hear this. Alright, so what is this that you have here? It's a cajon. Cajon, okay. Yeah. You can hit the top, the bottom, the sides, all, all the way around, or how does it work? Just the sides. Okay. And it has a different type of wood? Uh, no, it just, I don't really know. I I was at a party about a year ago, and uh, someone brought it to a party, and they liked how I played it, and they just gave it to me. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really yeah. cool. Well, uh... Do you have a, a Spotify channel yet? Playing some, some cajon music? No, that's kind of a game. I don't really do that. No? No. There's... there's uh, people don't make money off of uh, like making albums anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what else do you like to do? I like to go to a lot of concerts. What kind of music do you listen to? I listen to all kinds of music. I, um... <laughs> That's I, kind of a tough question. I met you at a... Surfside. Surfside. And there was a lot of different bands there, local bands. Yeah, that's more of like a... 
punk rock bar. Yeah, do you like that one? Yeah. So I was there, I had just, that night I had just done a podcast with Ash Redhorse. Okay. Do you, have you uh, listened to them play at all? Who? Ash Redhorse uh, in the Midnight Suns. Uh, no, I, I, well I was there that night so I probably listened to them that night. But. I don't, they didn't play that night but they were there and okay. they're playing um, at the bowling alley. Oh, at Chippers. Yes. At the 8.30 North. Thing. Yes. Uh-huh. They're playing November 4th. So oh, cool. Live. Yeah. Yeah, my friend Bree puts on those shows. Okay. Do you uh, do you go to quite a few of those? Uh, I need to go to more of yes. them. I, I'm usually busking when there's shows, and it's a little, uh, it's a ways from Old Town. It's, uh, but no, I need to check it out because my friend Bree works there. No, so absolutely, uh, yeah. It, it's a it's a good time. It's an interesting mix of, of bowling. You got a bar, and there's a live punk rock band. Yep. I love that. Is that the blast and scrap thing you went to, or is it a different one? It might be. Is it blast and scrap? Blast and it's like a they're like a they kind of do like charity work and they put on punk rock shows and uh, they, they like do a lot of DIY type stuff so they fundraisers yeah and, uh, and every I think it's like every other Wednesday they put on something at, at the 830 North okay yeah I went one time um, I, I didn't even know that they did performances on the bowling alley on the lanes yep they yeah, and they, they recently changed it because it used to be Chippers and now they call it 830 North okay. to make it sound like it's a concert venue. <laughs> That's what I'm like, where is 830 North? And I I looked it up and it said the Mishawaka and I was like, oh no, I can't drive out there tonight. But it's not. It's maybe put on by Mishawaka? Yeah, it's put on by the same people that do Mishawaka, the uh, concerts for the Mishawaka. Mm -hmm. Have you been out there at any shows? Yeah, that's the Mishawak has been around forever. I like when uh, when I was really little, my parents used to go up there all the time and eat lunch and stuff. I love it. Yeah. I I there's something about being out in nature and being right up next to the water. You're literally on top of the water. Oh yeah, that's that's a great spot. Mm -hmm. So that was actually I saw my first concert there. Really? Yeah. What, who'd you see? Uh, Dada. I haven't heard of them. They're uh, they were a popular band in the early '90s. Okay. They're, uh, they do. Uh, have you heard the song of um, "I'm Going to Disneyland"? Uh huh. I'm going to Disneyland. Yeah, you you'd probably recognize it if you heard it, mm -hmm. but it was like it was really popular in the early '90s, and that's like their one big hit. But. Uh, yeah, they, I was seven and they came to town and that was my first concert. That's That's really cool. And I was wearing a, uh, a Red Hot Chili Peppers t-shirt and they, uh, the band came out and like saw me and they 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 came out and signed my shirt. What? Yes! Yeah. That's legit. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So, have you, do you like, uh, do you like Blink-182? Kinda, yeah. They're, 
They're going on tour. Yes. Mm-hmm. I saw them uh, five years ago. Oh, cool. This is a really good show. But... Yeah, I, they were. Well, uh, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 27. Okay, mm -hmm. so you're we're about we're kind of the same age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I like I listened to Blink 182 a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that and the killers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's your do you like their first album, the uh I forget what it's called. The Hot Fuss. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I actually saw them at concert uh, last month. How was that? It was it was an amazing concert. Um, it was in Dallas, Texas. Oh and, cool. Yeah, and the people surrounded us. Um, it was my first Killers concert, but they're like, "Yeah, this is our eighth time seeing them." They put on such a performance every single time that it's so worth it. I bet that, for the most part, I like seeing like up and coming bands because I mean, it, it's just as a musician. I mean, there's there's a lot of really good musicians that don't get discovered, and so. I, most of the time, I prefer to see that, but someone like the Killers, I would probably hate <laughs> yeah, to see. Absolutely, no, I agree. And these smaller bands that are up and coming, their heart is in their work. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, just that night, that same night I met you, those bands playing that night, there was something. It was just awesome. Oh yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah, Surfside's a good spot for like small bands like that. So is this spot actually. They they do the concerts on Friday night. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. I didn't know that I knew of the atrium and I had some friends um, you know post about the, the concerts but I didn't know it was under the alley cat. Oh yeah it's yeah it's it's kind of new. They opened uh, New Year's Eve of 2020. Okay. Just in time for, for COVID. Well, actually, it was like the New Year's Eve 2021, so oh, it was oh, okay. like the, the December 31st, 2020. Oh, I understand. Okay. So they're, they're pretty new. This yeah. Is, this is a really cool spot, though. Mm -hmm. It's nice. So, you have a cat. Yep. What's your cat's name? Kitty. Kitty. And what kind of cat is it? Uh, Siamese cat. He's black. He's neurotic? He's very neurotic. <laughs> Jumps up and down off the furniture and makes a huge scene. All he really wants is someone to pet him and tell him what a good kitty he is. <laughs> he, uh, yes, attention seeking. He's, you he said he puts on a show. Oh, he totally does. He walk, he runs around and scratches the shit out of the furniture and jumps up on the chair and jumps off the chair okay. and runs around. Okay. <laughs> Yowls. <laughs> But yeah, and then all, all he really wants is someone to pet him. To <laughs> <laughs> he knows. Yep. That's exactly. They, they learn. Uh, I have two dogs, and they that's they learn that, that you'll pet them if they put on a performance for you. Well, he he knows he's not. He knows he, we don't like it when he scratches the furniture. So he just he he's like Donald Trump. He he likes any kind of attention, whether it's good or bad. <laughs> Did you vote for Donald Trump? Uh, no, I didn't. 
That's funny. <laughs> so, I recognized uh, you because I saw your walking stick. Okay. So, tell us about yourself. Uh, that walking stick is a uh, blind cane because I am legally blind. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I was born at seven months, so uh, because I was in an incubator, I got—I actually got too much oxygen. Like that's—it was like a common thing that happened for that uh, used to happen for like premature babies born at a high altitude, where they they would give them too much oxygen, and then scar tissue builds up in your eyes and then it detaches your retinas. So that's what happened to me when I was a baby. So you're wearing glasses. Yeah, I, I have a little bit of vision in my left eye. Okay, okay. Um, can you read? Uh, I can, but not for very long because I don't have a lens in my left eye. So oh, okay. that's why my glasses are, that's why the lens is super thick because mm-hmm. I, it's uh, so like, most people have a lens in their eye that can focus based on what they're looking at, and I can't. So if I read something after like 30 seconds, I get a splitting headache. Oh, wow. But I, I can read, and I, I know what letters and numbers look like, but I can't. I, after like 30 seconds, I'm... It's tough. Yeah, yeah. so... so um, I'm, I'm so curious, you know, about how life has been for you, and like, can you tell me, this is a lifelong, this is all you know, <laughs> and I'm so curious to, to know what life is like in your shoes. Okay, that's kind of a hard question, because like, everyone's different, so like, what's life like in your shoes? Right, absolutely. Where do I compare it to? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so not comparing, what was your experience like in school? Uh, I don't really believe in the education system. Uh, I didn't really have a very good experience in school until I went to the school for the blind. Really? Yeah. And so did you go to public school at all? Yeah. You did? How is school of the blind different from public school? Uh, it was different in that, uh, like there were computers in every room and everything was accessible. So, uh, and it was more of a self-study, so I could go and, and I could learn things at my own pace. And I, I, I learned a lot more doing that than than uh, I did in public school. Absolutely, yeah. Where was it? Was this school in New York? No, it was in Colorado Springs. Oh, okay. So. It, it's like a residential school. They have dorms down there, so I'd stay down there on the, during the week, and then I'd come back here on the weekends. This is when you were young, really young, or a teenager? No, when I was in high school. It's it is a K through 12 school, but I didn't go there till I was in ninth grade. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. But you're you're born and raised in Fort Collins. Pretty much, I uh, I lived here till I was 10, and then. Uh, my mom and I moved uh, to Western New York because that's where my family's from, and so my mom moved back there and I moved with her. And I lived there for four years, and then my dad still lived here, and then when I was 14, I moved back here with my dad. And 
do like Colorado better. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you said it was cold. You said it was pretty brutal. The winters were out there. Oh yeah, it's uh, lots of lake effect snow. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do, uh, do you like the snow? Uh, I like it in small doses. Like I like. I like Colorado snow because it snows and then it melts the next day. Yes. But I don't like back east because it snows and then freezes and then snow and then you get a fresh layer of snow on top of the frozen layer of snow that's collecting all the up. dirt and stuff from the cars and going by and it's, and then by March or April you just have those layers of brown shit and snow. <laughs> ice and yeah it's, and it's, it's several it's like 10 feet high it just piled up it doesn't melt it's yeah because the, the snow plows come by and they pile it up on the sidewalk and then yeah and i get to walk through a huge snow bank that's up to my chest and yeah it's awesome. good times <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so you move back here you love it yeah um and you said you mentioned you bus yeah so where do you, you where do you work at I, uh, I busk at the south side of the square, uh, of Old Town Square, outside of, like, adjacent to Lucky Joe's, like, in between Lucky Joe's and Pinball Jones. Oh, are you saying, are you saying busk with a K? Yeah. What does that mean? That means I play my drum and <laughs> I put out a box and I put a couple dollar bills in there and when people walk by, I hope that they like my drumming enough that... They feel compelled to drop a dollar or two in my box, and then at the end of the night, if enough people walk by, then I've uh, made a few dollars. Absolutely. You said you put your own money in there to show them that, show yeah. them that you're, you're worth uh, spending their money on? Yeah, to show them, like, yeah, if, if you feel compelled, if, if you feel compelled to, uh, this is where the money Give goes. me all your money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, you mentioned, we were talking about working overnight, working night shifts, and, and you mentioned that if you ever owned a business that was open 24-7, that you needed security. Oh yeah, if I, if I had like a place like the Alley Cat that, that used to be open 24-7, I would hire like someone that I'd hire like an armed security guard so that they... Knock some people out. No, there would just be <laughs> so... Most of the time, they wouldn't. It would be completely unnecessary. But there'd be every once in a while, there'd be someone off coming off the street that might need a little bit of help, and uh, they'd be there to take care of it. Absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely, hundred percent. So, what uh, what do you like to do besides uh, drum? I don't know. I'm I'm like <laughs> I'm pretty boring. Like I don't know. I, I like to read a lot. What do you like to read? Uh, I like to read news stuff and just like about anything I'm interested in. Uh, I'm I'm a pretty big uh, weed nerd. So weed? Yeah. So what do you? <laughs> let, let's talk about it. I don't know anything about weed. Uh, I can't. I can't smoke because I have anxiety. Oh, well, I thought it was because you're in the military. That too. <laughs> <laughs> that too. But uh, no, I have real bad anxiety. I can't. I can't smoke weed. But oh, okay. Does bad things to me. Uh, so tell us about your interest in weed and the marijuana industry. What do you know about it? Uh, I, I think 
I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of a hard, like, where do I begin? <laughs> I, I've i used marijuana as a medicine since I was 17. Okay. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, like, I was around before dispensaries were a thing and <laughs> yeah. stuff. And, yeah, uh-huh. And so, uh... When the dispensaries first came out, I kind of fell for that, and I was like, "Oh, cool! I get medical grade marijuana. It's special. I'm paying top dollar because it must be really good." It's the same. It's <laughs> it's it was better than what I was getting off the street, but but it it's knowing what I know about cannabis now, I I know that it wasn't really anything special and maybe I just like didn't have a very good source on the street <laughs> to begin with. How did you, okay, so someone, I'm, I'm from the middle of nowhere, Missouri, and okay. getting things off the street is not, it's not a thing, <laughs> so tell me, how do you, really, you can't, you go, what about like going on the highway to a truck stop, like there's plenty of drugs that float through truck stops. There were no truck stops where I'm from. It was like a one-stop light town. Oh, so There's you're like not even, you're not like off the interstate? No. So how, <laughs> how did you go about, you know, finding weed off the street? Uh, I went to school and uh, School for the Blind is like right in downtown Colorado Springs. <laughs> and uh, I could walk like two blocks and talk to any random person on the street and find any drugs that I want. <laughs> and then give it to you? If I had money, yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> did you have people trying to stifle you over, you know, overpriced? Uh, not, I wasn't like, it was more of like a fun thing. I wasn't like, like going around selling pounds of stuff. It was just like, I'm gonna go and buy an eighth for a night and get really high kind of thing. So, uh, no, I was, I don't know, it was just like I hung out with people that smoked weed and yeah, and it was easier than getting a bottle of booze because uh, it was, weed was still illegal. So, I mean, and with liquor, you had to go in with an ID and everything so it's much easier to get a bag of weed than to get a bottle of booze so Absolutely. yeah so i just <laughs> I, I i just like and i never really liked alcohol so I, weed just kind of became my thing because it was always easier to get weed than booze when i was a kid as a kid how'd you smoke it like with a pipe <laughs> or a, i don't know just like Hopefully not a soda can. Okay, I've done that. <laughs> Everyone's done that. I don't know. <laughs> what's uh, what's what's your like one of your first stories? One of your first experiences with weed? Uh, first time with weed. My first time getting high. I was with my mom and her friend, and my mom came to Fort Collins to visit, and was with a longtime friend of hers and. We were at her house, and I was. They were in the basement, and I was upstairs, and I just heard them like doing bong rip after bong rip. <laughs> I was just like, I know what you're doing. I know what that sound is. Like, give me one of those bong rips. 
what they say. They're like, no, this is, this is marijuana. Too young. Marijuana is bad. It's only shouldn't do it. It's only for us because we're adults. <laughs> you're, like, you're like bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and the, yeah. And they've been. It, it was like it went on. For, it was like had been going on for like hours. It just like bong rip after bong rip. So it's like I want to. I want to join the party. Like come on. And so eventually they're like, okay, fine. And I took a bong rip and then didn't really know what to do because it was like I had a lung full of smoke and it was like holy shit I just did a bong rip <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, it's a it's a whole other experience too if you've never done it before kind of although I didn't really get high my first couple times I did it like I got high but not not in the same way that I got high like the fourth or fifth time I did right, it right right <clears throat> Got baby loans. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what do you know about cannabis, and do you study like the the effects it has on mental health and uh, illness? Or I'm more into edibles, so okay. Like I make edibles for myself. Okay. Because uh, I can't really smoke. Right. <laughs> so, because uh, it was like another thing that goes along with me being born premature I have like minor lung issues because uh because uh like I had a, a lot of surgeries when I was a little baby so scar tissue built up in my throat and no I had to, they had to remove a bunch of scar tissue from from my throat when I was little wow. so I've like and I'm fine now but I but I can't smoke I'm like you have ongoing yeah yeah just things that are yeah I mean it, it, I mean I can smoke but my body says no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay what uh how do you make your edibles I just make coconut oil I don't really I just infuse coconut oil with with weed because uh, coconut oil has a very high fat content okay and THC absorbs uh, your body absorbs THC better when it's when it's in the fat Interesting. And do you, you just use the coconut oil and mix it with various things? Oh, uh, no, I just, I just eat it by the spoonful. I oh, actually have a little bit in my backpack. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, this is That's what I legit. make. That's legit. Yeah. What? Yeah. That doesn't look like coconut oil. What, what is that? What does it look like? It looks like mud. It's kind of, it's, what's the bottom? So it's like all the, all the cannabis kind of... <laughs> settles at the bottom a little okay. bit but uh no it's just i just use a lot of buds so it's like it's very thick <laughs> that's what the coconut oil i've seen is is either like a white uh you know consistency or, or oil i guess is more clear but that looked like straight like hard apple butter <laughs> yeah it, uh <laughs> it started out being white, and then I infused it with a bunch of weed, so now it's dark green. You uh, you didn't go easy either. You're like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so you eat it by the spoonful. Do you add other flavors to it? I get creative, like add. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not really that creative when it comes to like uh, culinary stuff. <laughs> So, uh, no, I, and 
since I can't smoke, like I kind of miss the taste, like the smell of pot smoke. So I like, I just like it because it, it has all the terpenes and stuff in it. So it, it kind of tastes like weed. So I kind of like that flavor. What's a? I'm. <laughs> Help me out here. What is a terpene? Terpenes are things in plants that give them their aroma. Okay. Okay. So like most plants have terpenes. Okay. And like fruits have terpenes and and uh, like like a lot of weed has similar terpenes that fruit has, and it's uh, the reason that weed smells strong sometimes is because the terpenes are spread out. Oh a yeah, lot. yeah. So that's why why you can smell weed from a mile away. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Um, I. Have you ever been out to what's it called? Twin Silos Park. Uh. South side of town. No. Okay, it's off off Harmony, but they have um, pop vines. It's not as. Uh, Actually, no. I think I went there once. Okay. It's not as strong as as cannabis. But yeah. It's still similar. You can definitely tell what it is. It smells like. Beer, okay. So you're not a big beer drinker, huh? No. Living in the, the beer capital? Oh yeah, I know. There's like <laughs> a brewery on every corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, this is, it's kind of, it's kind of funny how this town works because, I mean, I've, I lived in Colorado Springs after I went to school down there for a little bit. And they had cannabis clubs, like I could go and walk up to the bar and sit down and smoke a bowl. And, no shit. And it's funny because I, I, everyone here say, likes to talk about how, oh, Colorado Springs is the Bible Belt. Like, don't go down there. Because <laughs> all the conservatives live down there. And, and yeah. And, uh,. But no, they had cannabis clubs, and they've never they've never done anything like that here. They, they, up here, it's kind of a uh, don't rock the boat kind of mentality. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's interesting to me. It, it's kind of like a hookah lounge. Have you been to one of those? Uh, yeah, there's one right next door on like the other side of the wall from this place. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I guess that's similar. It's legal. Yeah. Can you do that in, in a in a business here? No, you can't. There's there's it's it's really stupid. There's there's they don't there's no real laws that say that you can uh, you can use cannabis in a public setting. That's strange. Uh, no, what's happened is is that uh, the cops have just given up on writing people tickets because like. Everyone smokes weed out on the street, and, cig- and and cigarettes, and and there's actually a smoking ban in Old Town, and the, uh, the penalty for smoking cigarettes is like higher than the penalty for smoking weed. But I didn't they, know that. Yeah, but they don't enforce either one. I've never, I've never seen anyone uh, get in trouble for smoking anything in Old Town. Okay, what did, I've, I've never heard of that. The penalty for smoking cigarettes? Yeah, it's like a $250 fine. For just on the sidewalk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but they never enforce it. It's 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 a way to discriminate against homeless people. Okay, I understand. Yeah. This is that's what they do in, in progressive towns. Wow, <laughs> I didn't realize that. So yeah. okay, there's actually a bar. It, it used to be a cash only bar, and they sell single cigarettes. They sell what? Single cigs. Okay. And it's I think you can smoke inside. It's one of those. Maybe not. They have a little side area, but it's like a like an older, more traditional bar. Is it like the town pump or something? A town pump, that's it, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, that's been around, that's been around for like a hundred years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like a cowboy bar. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it was around when the cowboys were around. My <laughs> horse is up to it. It's probably like started by a cowboy. <laughs> so, do you, do you bake? I mean, your coconut oil, you don't put that in anything or like make anything with it? No, I probably should, but I just don't. It's pretty cool though. It's an interesting uh, little thing you got. Thanks. So, do you travel? Uh, you know what, I, I used to travel so much, like going to school and stuff, that I'm like, I'm over traveling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, okay, I just want to say, okay, I, I like traveling um, because I can see nature. So without seeing it, you're like, fuck this shit. I don't want to deal with the people. I don't want to spend my money. Like, is that how you feel? No, it's not even that. It's, it's like, I've, my, my, parents lived on opposite sides of the country when I was a kid and I traveled like I went to school uh, down in Colorado Springs and, and so like I've seen a lot like I just like I've seen so much that I like I don't care anymore <laughs> I <understand. laughs> so you're calling it I mean this is it this is home forever no I it's I don't feel like that. Uh, my my friend lives in uh, Northern California, and uh, he's all, uh, he's my friend that I went to high school with, and he's also uh, blind. And, uh, so he's that's that's where he's from, and he ended up moving out here when he was a kid, and, and he moved back there because he's never really liked it here, but. Uh, but out there, the like public transportation is a lot better, and uh, it's it's like the weather's a little bit warmer and stuff. So you know, I don't I don't know. I might go and check out uh, California Bay Area. Absolutely, yeah. But it's it's ex it's it's a little uh, pricey, and uh, right now I'm, I need to. Uh, I need to like upgrade my sound a little bit because I uh, I need to get like uh, some uh, amplification for my drums and uh, I have to like it's a little bit out of my price range so I gotta I gotta I gotta figure out how and I, it's something I have to do before I can do anything else so that's like my big thing right now is like 
figuring out how to. I think I can figure out a way to do it. It's just like I have to get a little creative. And, but that's that's kind of my thing right now is like upgrading my sound. So for your to upgrade your sound, how much would it be? Uh, probably be total probably about like six or seven hundred bucks. Six or seven hundred? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, that sounds like a, a, a pretty awesome logo to work toward and, and is that is that where you put your money when you, you know, when you're uh, busking? Kind of. I, it's more like I make, I, I make enough money to like eat at any place I want in Old Town kind of thing. Uh-huh, yeah. That's right. Where I like don't have to be like super poor. No. No, no, I, oh, I feel that. Being ramen. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. No, I'm, I'm too, I'm way too picky for that. You're too so. Yeah, so. <laughs> you, uh, you said that you, you enjoyed the rainbow what, oh, yeah. What's it called? Rainbow Restaurant. A rainbow Restaurant. And you said you, you, you grew up eating there quite a bit. Yeah, I grew up with their family because my, uh, my dad does construction. And he's, uh, he's done a trade with them for the past 30 years. Uh, so uh, my dad doesn't cook, he does construction. So, uh, <laughs> I I was fed on rainbow food as a child. Okay. So what, what kind of food do they offer? Uh, it's it's on the healthier side. Uh, they they primarily cater to like vegetarians and vegans, but they they have a little bit of everything. They they do have meat, but uh, but it's more they they kind of like. I don't really specialize in like any one particular dish. They kind of have like a little bit of everything. So uh, today I got curry and then I got a quesadilla to go. Oh heck yeah! And you go there? You said you frequent there quite a bit, so you probably went there. I mean, go every day? No, I I go there a lot though. I go there a few times a week. Yeah. And then I am curious, how do you get around in the cold? Uh, put on a jacket and walk fast. <laughs> <laughs> Such a smart ass. <laughs> oh man, do you have boots and everything? You got gloves. And I have uh, I have little. Oh, uh, they're called yak tracks, and they're like little. They're little chains that go on the bottom of my shoes to keep cool. me from flying on the ice. What? Yeah. I, need, I need some of those. Oh yeah, especially around here because the, the black ice is terrible. That's no, yeah, that's no joke. They have black ice in Missouri? They, they do. So we have, I mean, we have all four seasons, but we don't have, a, I would say Colorado has, we get a lot of snow here. And I've never seen that much snow in Missouri. It's really? Maybe. You know, maybe an inch or so here and there, but it's um, it turns into ice and it freezes. So it's oh not Lord. really snow. Yeah, and then um, the only inclement weather is like tornadoes. You know, we get those pretty bad, and then yeah, black ice, freezing rain. Oh, that sounds awful. What? <laughs> <laughs> what's what's like? What's what was the closest city you lived here? 
Missouri? Um, I was an hour north of Springfield. Okay, so like... Like central Missouri. Columbia? Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, just south of Columbia, uh-huh. Okay, so you could have like drove to I-70 and gotten some drugs at a truck stop. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I, I was 16 and I tried to go to work to work. I, yeah. I had a job, you know, and so I got a debit card, and I was like, oh, mom won't know. She's, she was like anti me going anywhere. Yeah. And so I remember. I would be too if I had a 16-year-old girl. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a ticket to Warp Tour, and I planned the, the whole thing. I didn't tell her. And so I, I was just going to, I was trying to figure out how, how do I tell her I'm going to be gone for four days? And not. <laughs> <laughs> And not tell her where I was going. Well, my dumbass got the ticket mailed to me, and my mom opened it. It was like, what the fuck is this? Was she like, what is this work yes. tour? Yes. She's like, you're not going. There's a bunch of like devil worshippers. I was like, mom, what? That's my. Those are my people. No, just kidding. Those are not your people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I grew up on a, a farm, so real country, you know, real traditional. Was it a little uh, religious? Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, uh, grew up Southern Baptist, really strict. Oh, nice. You, uh, be against my tattoos. They, you know, women have to wear skirts and yeah. No premarital sex. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. No marijuana. No, and they don't. They don't say weed. They say mar marijuana. You know, like it's. <laughs> yeah, that was that's that was done on purpose because uh, in the 30s they wanted to scare people, so they, and and they wanted to blame the uh, they wanted to to uh, target uh, migrant workers in the Southwest. So instead of cannabis, they called it. Those those migrant workers with their marijuana. <laughs> Mary Jane. <laughs> yeah, that that's that was kind of a trick they used to scare people because everyone knew what cannabis was, but marijuana is like it's dangerous. Devils let us they smoke <laughs> and they go crazy. Is that is that uh, where that term comes from? Yeah. Devils lettuce. No, it's it's I don't know it's what. It translates to, but the the word was used as like a scare tactic to because everyone knew what hemp and cannabis yeah. was, but they didn't they they needed something to to demonize weeds, so yeah. they called it marijuana because Mexicans are smoking marijuana and and going after our women kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, the the women part. It's still kind of true. Let's be honest. Yeah, but the white guys did it too. It's, it's yeah, hundred percent. So that's that's just an everybody thing. That's right. not really. They they just needed a scapegoat. Absolutely. <laughs> Isn't that sad? Yeah. Let's let's uh, use the Mexicans as a scapegoat. Yeah. It's, well, it's any, that's that's where all drug laws drug laws aren't for public safety. They're discriminated against marginalized certain groups of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll, I'll just, like, opi opiates are illegal because they wanted to discriminate against Chinese, so, and 
cocaine is illegal because they want to discriminate against black people mm-hmm. control black people mm-hmm. so uh, it's, there's no drug law that is rooted in public safety oh, <laughs> how do you feel about uh, so marijuana being legalized and the people that back in the day that went to prison for it what's your outlook on that I, th- I think it's pretty backwards because there's a lot of there's a lot of dispensaries that pump out garbage weed, and uh, the thing that the dispensaries do is it's kind of like a restaurant. They they want someone who uh, doesn't know anything about growing cannabis so that they they will do it exactly how the business owner wants them to do it, and they won't. They don't want someone who's been growing for 30 years and has uh, 40 plants in their basement is like, look, I've been doing this for 30 years and you're full of shit. <laughs> That's what, you know, I think, uh, I can't, I mean, I'm about to work for the government, so it's not, <laughs> I can't say too much, but I think there's, there's, there's a lot that, you know, these societal norms that they try and put on us that... Oh, it's regulated. No, you just try and have some sort of control so you can control us, which, you know, yeah. here and there. Oh, it's a total... Yeah, it's not legalization, it's it's regulation, because if, the, if they wanted to... Fr- if they truly wanted to be free, they would they would let anyone go... Like, if I can't... I can't go down on the corner with a case full of mason jars with pot in them and not get arrested. Absolutely. You know, it's like, absolutely, and, and okay, um, this is completely off topic, so say, say you go to a um, chain Mexican restaurant, okay? Trace margaritas. <laughs> 100%, yes. But then you go to um, Las Four Americas off college, prospecting college. Have I'm you been there? No. It's like a real small, um, you know, family-owned business, and they have a little market, and they have a bakery or, or um, pastoria or something. Anyway, is the food better? I would the chain restaurant. Probably. I mean, I've never eaten there, <laughs> but I've heard good things about that place. Yeah. 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 Well, my I'm, point is like they, you know. You, you try and regulate something and, and you lose quality, you, you lose, you know, the oh, good yeah. nature of everything. And I think that that's what they try and do with most things. Like, Oh, they try to do that with everything. We they, want to control weed now. So it's legal now that we have control over it. Yep. They, uh, there's a podcast I listen to and one of the, like, one of the taglines is, they steal the real and sell you back the fake. Yes, 100%. Yes. So, I don't know, that's not ever something that I really uh, considered until recently. I'm like, man, no one stops to ask how they're living their life. They just trust the government and trust how we're being told to live our lives. And, um, you know, you're supposed to, to work for the rest of your life. You're supposed to get out of school, go to college, get married, buy a home. Like, that's what we're, you know, we're told we're supposed to do. Yeah. No, you don't have to do any of that. Yeah. Okay, what uh, what do you think about the uh, COVID vaccines then? I'm not vaccinated. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> um, I so 
something just didn't sit right with me in the first place. Uh, when it first started, I, you know, I, the research didn't show, they didn't know if they could cure it, first of all, so they were just vaccinating people without knowing if it would actually cure it. And I'm like, the fuck, you're putting that in me. Like, no. No. <laughs> yep. Um, it just, and now these vaccinations are, you know, every couple of months you gotta get a new one. And oh, yeah. And a new virus and a new, I'm like, you don't even know. If, if you knew how to vaccinate it, uh, we wouldn't have these, you know, new viruses that are forming and, new, you know, you would end it. I feel like yeah right? I, I feel that way and I also I don't it's people that got that ended up in the hospital with COVID were unhealthy to begin yes. with and went yes. their, they it's because they went their whole life without taking care of themselves and yes. caught up with them yes and and but but I have to get a vaccine because you didn't take care of yourself yeah. and now you're 70 and you look like shit <laughs> yes i um i had an aunt that she was like an un unspoken alcoholic 100 percent was you know in every family event she showed up she had wine on her breath yeah it was just a thing you knew you know and and she she died um within so she she got the vaccination and then within a month she was in, she got the second vaccine within a month and then she was in the hospital and she died oh wow and, it was, yeah, it was tragic, yeah, it was awful, and, but you, you know, the effects on, on unhealthy people, that's... And, and she could have died from the vaccination, too, that's, oh, that's, that's what I'm saying. I think, thing. I think that she did die from the vaccination because she was an alcoholic and because her body couldn't take it, but they didn't, they said it was COVID, they blamed, and oh, I'm yeah. like, I don't think... Well, that's my favorite when they're like, we're glad you got the, the vaccination, even though you died, you, you did your part and got the vaccination, and look, you're stopping the spread of COVID, and uh, you're keeping people out of the hospital, right. even though you ended up in the hospital and you died. Yes, <laughs> yes, like, there should be some, I don't know, I, I feel like it's not good for everyone, and they need to be open and upfront with people about that like if you have these um health problems or if you are in this category if you're an alcoholic blah blah, blah you sh probably shouldn't get it because you're at a higher risk for literally dying so. or maybe if like you should just not get it and you should like have a better diet and get a little bit of exercise <laughs> get off the couch yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. absolutely um you know and i I had a couple friends that got it and they got sick anyway mm -hmm. and uh, I had a friend that got it and uh, she got her first dose and her menstrual cycle was never the same again. Do you know the details of that? Of what exactly that meant? Uh, like she like couldn't stop bleeding kind of thing. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, that's a whole hormonal issue. Yeah, it was like a it, it was a huge thing, and it was it went on for. I don't, like I don't really. It's not something we talk about a lot. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. But when she told me about it, it had been going on for like nine months or something. Oh, like shit. it was. Yeah, it was a pretty big deal. And uh, other thing is that 
you know, the government gave uh, they gave Pfizer like 97 years to present the uh, findings and uh, like the findings on like what the vaccine does and how it works and how it affects people. So we're getting things. So yeah. So by the time they figure out that it's good or bad. There'll be several generations that'll be then forced to take this yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, something that I saw that was really sad. So I, um, while I was in school, I worked at Prodigy Gym on uh, college, and there was a couple people there that were older, maybe late 50s, 60s, that were like, "Yeah, we can't. Like, we're we're being forced to take it. We're, you know." toward you know the later years of our career and if we want retirement from our, our high-end jobs we have to get the vaccine and we have to you know yeah that's that's that right there is what initially made me question it is the fact that it, it, it's not something where they're like hey maybe you should take it because we're in the middle of a pandemic it was you will take this or you will starve period yes. Yeah. If you question, we will we will ruin your career. We will ruin. You will not participate in the economy, and you yeah. you will not be able to eat and uh, participate in any sort of. And, and it's weird how you know a lot of businesses around here were all about the vaccine, checking your vac your vaccination status, but then all of a sudden. They forgot it. Like when the, when we when uh, Russia invaded Ukraine, all of a sudden they dropped. Yeah. Like a hot potato too. Absolutely, like, absolutely. COVID wasn't mm -hmm. like, I, and my my dad and I watched the mainstream news like CBS and NBC News every night. Mm -hmm. Like we don't buy into a lot of that shit, no. but we watch it just to see what they're saying. And it's funny how like when. When when Russia invaded Ukraine, they like right before then it was all about COVID and the latest variant and masking up and getting your vaccines and and when when the uh, Ukraine thing happened, the COVID hardly gets mentioned on the news ever. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely, right? And uh, it's. It's just so weird, you know, what's, I don't know, what's pushing that, what's what's pressing that, you know, who's who's telling us? I don't know, it depends how, deep, it depends how deep into the rabbit hole you want to go, so, like if you, yeah, we can if, go down if, if you, if you think there's like a Illuminati government or not, <laughs> well, you know, um, Recently, like I'm, I'm a little uneducated on, you know, ignorant on, on some of these things, but oh, um, I am too. Good. <laughs> yeah, I recently discovered there's a religious group um, called the Seven Mountains or Seven Peaks or something like that. I don't know. They're like Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But um, I had a friend that that told me. He's like, yeah, um, they're really, really wealthy people, but they are from all around the world, and there's seven groups of them that come and, and meet together, and they run shit. And I'm like, what? So it's like, somehow, 
religion um, affects the government and um, the economy all over the world. No, it's more. It's more like they 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 have a way of yeah yeah you're right but it's it's more like they they infiltrate religion and, and turn it into something that makes people want to go along with the status quo. Yes, yeah, like I understand what you're saying, like um, like a rule book, like this is how you have to be. Um, yeah. And it's yes, instead of you pursuing religion for on your own for your own benefit, it's like it's sort of like the government. We're gonna tell you how to live your life, and if you're not in this box, then you're gonna be an outcast. You're, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's like at the turn of the 20th century, the Rockefellers donated all kinds of stuff to to churches, like organs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that. that there's some weird, there's some weird stuff <laughs> that's been going on. But, no, absolutely. But I, you know, it's that's just keep humans are weird though. I mean, there's always that's life is weird. <laughs> absolutely, it is for sure. It, life is hard for everybody. Yeah, I get it's. I I. Life is hard, but it's also beautiful. It's, but it, like at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. I um uh, recently I've I've talked to a lot of different people. I just you know I I attract everybody all all walks of life. All right, Dylan. I think that's it for today. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. Thank you. Yeah, I had a I had a really great time talking with you and and just getting to know who you are and and hearing your drum solo that was pretty badass thank you yeah yeah so, I had a good time as well good good luck with everything take care thank you